0: Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United UnitedHealthcare tri-term medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com.
2: Welcome back to another episode of That Gym Girl Podcast. I'm not even going to do too much of an intro today, just solely to say I'm chatting with Olivia Poling and she is an LA-based personal trainer. She is affiliated with Bloom Supplements. She has her own Hot Girl Healthy programs. She is just such an inspirational woman who has come through so much in her life and I think that this pod is so valuable and we're chatting all things, eating, mindset, training, like it is just such a vibe. So make sure to listen. Also, if you can give us a follow, give us a like. Angel Wallace smiles is the name. Also the fact that I have actually started coaching for clients as a fitness coach that is so exciting. Make sure to hit up the link in my bio, in my Instagram to become one of my clients. I am beyond excited. And now it's time for the interview. Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, I am here on That Gym Girl podcast with the incredible Olivia Poling. Is that how I pronounce your name, by the way? I always mess up yes, things. Yes, it is. Yeah. There yeah, we go. A plus for Angel. Now, Olivia, how are you? How are things? What's going on?
1: I'm so good. I have had a wonderful Sunday. I went out surfing this morning. It was so great. And we're now talking, so it's gonna be such
2: a great podcast. I'm so excited. Oh my gosh, surfing now on a pod. This is like the best Sunday ever. Oh my gosh. Right? I, I'm literally sitting watching the clouds roll in. I'm like, oh my god, I wish I could be surfing right now. <laughs> right, literally. Um, so I kind of always start the pods a little bit differently. Sometimes they intro the person, sometimes they don't. And today's no different. So, um, if you guys don't know Olivia, she is a trainer from LA also do you consider yourself an influencer I never know whether to put that label yes
1: uh, yes and no like I kind of do but like you know I'm I do work like actually in a a profession so I I don't just make money from the internet and stuff too so yes (laughs) um yes and no
2: yeah yes yes and no um I wanted you to start off the pod by describing your fitness journey in three words and then telling me why
1: okay perfect I think for me, it would be transformational, um, positive, and then I don't even know what one word would be for this, but it was it was very very singular, like it was very like it was only what I could experience. It was not going to be anything like anyone else's experience, which is everyone's fitness journey. But I think for me, like I kind of came in and out of an eating disorder a lot through my. Fitness journey, like my fitness journey kind of began, and then I fell into an eating disorder and had grown some pretty unhealthy habits. Yeah. And, you know, it ended up being the most positive thing and one of the most, one of the best things that ever happened to me, which sounds crazy to say, but my issues with food and my relationship with food has helped me so much in what I do now and being able to reach more people and being able to talk with more people and relate to more people is such a gift. So I think that it's just a huge positive thing and has made me so grateful for the body that I'm in Mm -hmm. now, you know what I mean? But definitely at the time, it was extremely transformational and transitional um, just because I had to overcome a lot of things my own personal
2: journey with all of it. Yeah. No, I love that. And I love the fact that you said singular, because I feel Mm -hmm. like online, as somebody who doesn't have a huge following, and I see a lot of girls online, you kind of just see everybody's fitness journey and go, oh my God, like, how did they do that? That's just crazy. Why can't I do that? And at the end of the day, you might not be able to do that because it's your own journey. It's your personal journey. And just because Olivia's done it one way, doesn't mean that, you know, Sally down the road is going to do it the exact same way and get the exact same results. It's all based on your own individual life and goals and where you're at in your head. And, yeah, I really appreciate you saying singular because I think that's really, really valuable. Yeah.
1: yeah, absolutely. It's it's so overwhelming, I think, that social media has taken the fitness industry. And I have been on social media with fitness since 2017, so I've been doing this for so long, and I've just seen so many people come through and, you know, just been so happy with my page and just been sharing, like, a small my my, my story and my experience with a small community of people for a long time and, you know... But doing in doing that, I've seen so many fitness transformations, so many journeys, and then also with TikTok and the rise of other platforms and social media, like fitness just booming all over the board and it can be so overwhelming to see so many people's journeys and compare yourself. And it's really hard. I mean, anyway, whatever your goals are, whether they're to lose weight, whether they're to gain weight, to gain muscle, like to be in bodybuilding, to be athletic, like, like It's like so hard. Cause I, I feel like there's so many people now. And so it's really difficult. It can be really hard. So you have to just kind of put your blinders on sometimes. It's just like, Pay attention to your own thing.
2: You That's I mean? so, yeah, I completely agree. Putting your blinders on. I mean, it's so easy for us to say, but I, I assume you'd experience the same thing. It's so hard to do some days because mm-hmm. I, I'll wake up and it'll literally be next to my bedside and I'll be like, oh, da, 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 oh and you can't put your blinders <laughs> on. So it's definitely something that we're all taking our time to learn. And yeah, absolutely. from that, I'm going to use the word trends. Was it transformational you used? Yeah. Yeah. I want to kind of delve into that a little bit further and link that to Olivia's relationship with food. And she's mentioned a little bit about her um, experience with an eating disorder. This is a trigger warning for listeners, because at the end of the day, if you're triggered by what I'm saying, this podcast isn't for you at the moment. And maybe you're not ready to listen to something like that. And that's completely fine. And you guys should just log right out. Literally no judgment. Please go and get the help that you need from a medical professional. Just going to put that out there. I assume you're all good with that, Olivia?
1: Absolutely. You're totally fine.
2: Perfect. All right. So I wanted to intro how I actually found Olivia, and that's from the F Web <laughs> podcast with Sam and Taylor. I was literally, it's probably, oh, I don't know when you did that podcast. Maybe a year ago? Oh, my God.
1: Not even. It was like... It was the beginning
2: of this year, so like January of this year. This, yeah. Oh my gosh, this year has gone so fast. Oh my god. <laughs> long, 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 it's flown by, crazy, crazy. And I think I was like on the treadmill, and I was like, oh my god, who the fuck is this? Like, yes. <laughs> you know when you're like on your hot girl walks? Yeah, that was me. I was listening yes. to you on my hot girl walk. Um, and I just loved Olivia's authenticity and your honesty and just being so real and raw about what you've experienced. You know, you spoke about your your leap to moving to LA and your fitness journey, and then you delved into a little bit about your just eating, eating disorder, and I wanted to take those further today. So we're going to yeah, start absolutely. with food. Um, you did a post recently, and I read in the caption, yeah. you were saying that you're still managing with the thoughts that come from an eating disorder, mm-hmm. and I've had people in my life who go through mental health, and I've experienced that it's not this... that just stops there's no cure Mm -hmm. you learn to Mm -hmm. live with it yes could you
1: absolutely yeah
2: could you delve into that
1: yeah absolutely I mean I think there was any mental illness or any mental disorder or anything like anxiety depression you're going through you know if you have any a touch of any of those you understand that sometimes and for the most part they just stay dormant for a long time or they kind of become more quiet in your life at certain points, but they're never fully gone because they're a part of who you are. I mean, they're part of, you know, your DNA, they're part of how you operate and live your life and whatnot. And sometimes that can be a really good thing. Do you mean sometimes that means that it just it makes up who you are, which is a great and beautiful thing, but sometimes, you know, it can still spark those triggers or feelings and it can be triggered by anything do you mean and for me I'm triggered by what I'm going to call like more obvious things like holidays and you know just out of out of like the normal like meals or like vacations like I'm triggered by things like that versus like verbiage do you mean but sometimes when you're kind of really really fresh from an eating disorder, or I'm just going to use an eating disorder as an example, but like every eating disorder verbiage and, you know, language can be really, really triggering or, you know, physical images can be really triggering. But I think for me now, it's just like feelings or, sim- or f- similar feelings I've had before. It can really send me back to moments in time, or maybe necessarily, I don't feel like I have an eating disorder anymore, but I definitely still live with the same thoughts that I've had for a super long time you know what i mean just because i think that when you have an eating disorder especially for years on end you're so used to those thoughts being processed in your brain that you know them so well you know what i mean and they kind of can go away and disappear for a while you can recover and be happy and and have all these wonderful things in your life but sometimes they pop up but it's all about how you react in that situation versus you know letting it kind of overcome and like, like letting yourself succumb to those thoughts. Right. So I think that it's always there. It's always kind of quiet and you always have to know that it's there. So sometimes like if I'm going through a really hard time with my life my personal life and work, I'm really stressed, like stuff's going on in my life. I'm always more cognitively aware, or you can say someone to someone or this is what I do in my support system, whether it's like a parent, a friend, you know, a significant other, whatever, a therapist, anyone in your life to say hey like I'm going through a really tough time right now like can you make sure you monitor my eating and if if anything changes like like drastically that you see please like make sure to check me in that moment like that's what I'll do with my mom or my boyfriend because I'm just like I know how I get and I can just crawl into that hole and then just sometimes I don't even know what I'm my body's just operating do you know what I mean so I always think that it's just good to be aware of your own self a lot. You know what I mean? So I try to do that a lot with especially with the pa- background I have, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah. I think that's so um powerful that you're able to do that and that you're able to say mm-hmm. you kind of you step out of yourself for a second and you go, "Okay, I'm so self-aware." That I mm-hmm. need to put these things into place, and I think I think I've read that as well from you that you talk about systems, you have to have systems mm-hmm. to manage the mm-hmm. the symptoms of this, yeah, absolutely, um, and did it take you a while to build up these systems? okay,
1: oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, it took so long for me to figure out how. I operate on it for me, you know what I mean? Because I could say, oh, I do this, and it could be completely not what works for you, and that's true for anything. It's just, like, working out. It's just, like, eating. It's just, like, everything, you know what I mean? But I think there are always general tips that you can take. Like, there are always general things that just scientifically help people feel better, you know what I mean, with whether the chemicals that are released or, you know, for me, a huge thing is, like, hobbies. Like, I am a huge active person I am a person who can never sit still I absolutely need to be moving all the time either if it's just like if I'm doing laundry in my house like I need to be standing up versus like sitting down like things that I just know about myself and you know walks really help me but also like getting into things that have no meaning in my life other than just in pure enjoyment. You mean, that can be, you buy a bike and you start bike riding. Like, Mm -hmm. you start, like, riding a bike and going for miles and you kind of get into, like, on YouTube, like, what's the new thing with bike riding? That can be, like, you play chess. Like, you can play chess online or you can play chess in person. Like, you know, for me, it was surfing. Like, I started taking surfing lessons and, like, I didn't realize that till like, last summer that that helps my mental state so much. You mean, where I feel more empowered in myself. I feel stronger in myself. I feel, you know, just like more closer to the person I actually am versus feeling so far away from that person. I think that when you're struggling mentally, that's how I feel is I'm like, I'm not close to where I, who I actually can be and who I am. Like this isn't who I am. You know what yeah. I mean, so I think that you kind of have to figure out what works for you. I mean, just off the top of my head, like, I you know walking helps a lot. Like I walk podcasts. podcast. I love a hot girl walk. Like I'm, I'm 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 a basic girl with my head beats headphones. I I haka walk like two times a day, in the morning and the evening. Like I love it, but it's just it's just helpful for me. I just love it. It makes me feel so clear. It organizes my thoughts. I feel amazing when I do it, and. I love it. I also think that, you know, drinking really, really sends me into a really bad, bad spot. I really try to limit my drinking a lot just because I think that for me, it makes me feel really bad. You know what I mean? Like, I just get so much anxiety from it. I get anxiety when I stay. Like, I'm just not a person who can do it. You know what I mean? And... I also love hobbies, like I said, and my friends and I always joke that we call it hot girl hobbies, like, we all have hot girl hobbies, and, like, that's my favorite thing to do, is, like, find a new hot girl hobby, or, like, just do something fun with your friends, you mean, like, my friends and I will go will paddle boarding, but, like, if you live in a colder climate, you can just, you know, find things to do around your town or find things to do in your area. I mean, I know I, when I was growing up, we used to do top golf. like, we used to go to top golf yes. all the time. And, like, stuff like that, but you can just get into, like, little hobbies, you know what I mean? And um, so I just think that it's always, always been something that I have loved ever since I was a kid, and I think that that's really helped me a lot in the past, like, year or two, for yeah. sure.
2: No, there's two really important things that you just said there. So there's the hobbies part of it where I think people forget the fact that you're allowed to do something because you enjoy it. You don't have to do it for the money or for the Instagram photo you're going to get out of it or for, you know, whatever you're going to, you can do it because you fucking enjoy it. And that's really, it doesn't even have to be productive. I feel like everybody is about efficiency and productivity nowadays. You're allowed to do things because you enjoy (laughs) them, period. And then going yeah, on, yeah, exactly. Going on from what you said, I think that self reflection and honesty in this sort of journey is really important. And I think being honest with yourself, and for example, you know, you're honest with yourself and you say that drinking just it isn't for me at the moment. And I think you have to be so honest and vulnerable because you're the one looking after you. So why judge yourself? Why? Say, Mm -hmm. oh, but you should be going out with the girls and drinking. You should. No, 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 no. This is Mm -hmm. about you and what you need. Mm -hmm. So let's be honest and say what the issue is and how we're going to manage it. And I think that's really, really powerful. Um, Mm -hmm. I just kind of wanted to end this little segment, this little topic about food. I think there's going to be a lot of girls listening to this who will be relating to you so heavily. I mean, I live in Australia Mm -hmm. and I already know so many girls who suffer with this Mm -hmm. type of thing, I guess is the word I'm going to use. And I think that, you know, you live all the way in America and you probably know so many girls who have experienced this type of thing as well. So what would you say to a girl listening who's sitting here, she's like, oh, I've just put on this podcast, maybe I'm walking, whatever. And it feels like there's no light at the end of the tunnel. Have you ever been in that place where it's like, you know Mm -hmm. where you're at the the pit and it feels Mm -hmm. like it's never going to end and nothing good's going to come out of it?
1: I'm shaking my head yes, yeah, so hard to Angel right now because I absolutely have. I it, it's so funny because I meet girls where I get messages and I when they tell me how they're feeling or they tell me what they're going through, I'm instantly brought back to like my bedroom when I was like 17 years old, 18 years old, and like feeling the exact same way. And I think the only thing that I could ever say, and it's so like stupid and like cliches like the shittiest and cliches most like thing you've ever heard in your whole life is that keep pushing forward and do not give up on yourself because once you give up on yourself you're you're giving up on everyone do you mean because this is not a journey that is going to be your parents journey like even if you're feeling pressure from your parents to get better your friends to get better or if you feel like you have no support system it was the opposite way do you mean like no matter what your situation is don't give up for yourself because there is a better life for you somewhere whether that's in the same city whether that's within a new city whether that's with new friends whether that's in a new profession whatever like you you will absolutely grow into a better person and you will grow out of this darkness, and it's required to have darkness to turn into light, right? So it's like, this is your dark time. This is your dark time. You can have your dark time, acknowledge that, but do not give up on yourself because that is the most most important thing. And the lesson you learn from that alone will carry you through the rest of your life. Because if you feel like you have the strength in order to push through a time as hard as this, that's so mentally draining and mentally tough as well as physically tough. It's, it changes the way you think of yourself. It changes the way you believe in yourself and the way you know you can do things. Like it's made me so much better in relationships, not for the other person, but for myself. If I feel like, Hey, like this is, this is intruding on my personal like morals or space or like you're coming and intruding on parts of me that I don't feel comfortable with. Like, you know, I have to be changing who I am to fit you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I'm not going to be part of this because I know how hard I've worked to pull myself out of these dark places and these dark spaces to be who I am today. So like, and the same thing with friendships, jobs, like all of it, you know what I mean? I think that you always know where your threshold is because you know how difficult it was to, to get to where you are now, to be the person you are now, whether that's a heavier weight or whether it's a healthy weight or whatever your situation is, like, bringing the external factors out of it, like, mentally, you know, like, that journey. You know what you did. And so you're confident in that. and You're confident in what it takes to be you you now. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, yeah. I completely agree tenfold I just mm-hmm, think mm-hmm. that that is so valuable and I think what you said at the start with just keep pushing through and that is so cliche bitch I'm I'm with you on that one so
1: cliche but
2: so cliche. it's so valuable I think everybody that I know they they message me and they just want to know how did you do it or what's the right way to mm-hmm. do it and you know can you tell me what you did babe there's no right way just there's take no- Right way. Just take one step forward. Like literally, just take one step and follow. Like you don't have to be doing everything the optimal way, the right way, the this way. Just Mm -hmm. as long as you're moving towards the the front and towards the goal. Right. Like I don't care what fucking path you're taking, as long as you're moving forwards, you're you're bettering yourself.
1: You're bettering yourself, and it's gonna be two steps forward, one step back sometimes, you know what I mean, it's, it's just going to be that way for a long time, you know what I mean, and it's defeating, but I think that everything, I, as I've learned, I just watched, um like, what, it's like the summer, like, when I turned prettier, like, whatever, like, that Amazon Prime <laughs> series, and I was just literally watching it and being like, wow, like, I remember being like 17 or 16 or 17 however the go- old the girl is and that and just being. and I was like for the first time I was like wow like I wish like I had some of those like that in those innocent moments again like I wish I had that because like I think as you get older you know that things get harder and harder and harder right so I think that not getting defeated when things get really hard is a really hard lesson to learn as you get older it sucks to get old because then that's like what you learn is that you have to keep going even when it's really hard to kind of grit your teeth and do it and it's kind of the same thing here it's like you have to do it and you know you have to at a certain point it turns and you know you have to get better but absolutely everyone has the ability and I just I don't ever want any girls to give up on themselves like that's just like my like heart crushing like like because you don't have to there's a whole community of people out there willing to support you even if it's not your parents or your friends like reach out to somebody somebody will absolutely help be your support
2: system or follow somebody that makes you feel inspired you know what I mean yeah yeah I want to follow up on that if anybody listening feels that they need to reach out and they don't want to reach out to a therapist or parent, you can send myself or I'm sure Olivia just a message yeah, absolutely. To, to say, hey, look, I'm feeling like this headspace, but I just want to let you know I'm keep I'm going to keep pushing through. And, you know, right. I will always, and I'm sure Olivia will always take the time to check in and that sort of thing because right. at the end of the day, you know, you're not alone. And there are so many, especially women out there who we want to support one another. And mm-hmm. I want you to realize that you're not alone and that you will get through this. Mm-hmm. All right. Absolutely. I think right. I Think what you said was so powerful. I'm going to leave it with that and just hold on to that. I think that was really special. Let's hold on to it. That was good. <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. Um, I wanted to kind of, kind of go down your journey. So you've Pushed through yeah. your difficult times with your eating disorder, you've started managing or learning to manage, and you're shifting into weight training. mm mm-hmm. Yeah. So why did you choose weight training? How did that even come about? So
1: for me, I grew up like how i started working out was with a trainer like my dad had been training with a trainer for a few weeks or for a few weeks a few months and he loved him and my dad's always been into training ever since i was little and my brother played sports and you know i was a dancer growing up so i was already super active but my dad i guess like i think he wanted to come as kind of like a bonding thing with me and my brother and then also him as well so we would go, the three of us, and I absolutely hated it. I mean, it was, like, a strength and conditioning coaching, so it was just, like, lots of running around and, like, just terrible. Like, I would throw up after the first couple oh of months. God. It was awful. I remember being just, like, this is the worst thing ever. Like, why would anyone ever want to do this to themselves? Like, this is terrible. So... I always kind of had weight trained and this is something that's super like I said again like super individual to my personal journey is that even when I was recovering from my eating disorder and gaining weight, I still was training throughout that time. But and it was I, I think it was also because I didn't go to a facility, I didn't go to a specialist because I think that my parents didn't even really know how to help me they were just like oh we need to take her to a therapist like she's just something's wrong and and she knows and she said something and so I think that we all kind of were like looking at each other like I don't know what to do you know what I mean so and no one had told me to stop so but it was also so weird because it was so mutual with like this abusive relationship with it because I loved it so much you mean like I loved the gym like it was truly my sanctuary like it was a place where i felt like i can be myself like this is where i shine Like i feel like in every other part of my life i was just was feeling so out of control but like, this is the one place where i feel safe i mean this is the one place i feel good but then of course with an eating disorder i was abusing that relationship like going like two to three hours a day right but see it was so weird so it was like parallel but then what happened was i ended up like training with someone like an actual trainer who was a friend of mine at the time and i told him where i like what was happening i was like hey like i'm going through an eating disorder and i'm like recovering from it i'm okay now but like you know, I really want to get good at weights. Like I want to get stronger. Like I want to feel good in the gym and I want to know what I'm doing. Right. So at the same time I was getting my personal training license, I was training with him and like, he's a trainer, obviously. So he was helping me like shadow and it was great. It was a perfect transition for me, but it was definitely very individual to my personal journey because a lot of girls don't work out when they are recovering. You know what I mean? So which if your doctor is telling you like listen to them they know they know way better than I do but you know it was just very very individual and it ended up working out for me but that, that, that's not to say that it would worked out for everybody you yeah. know you mean? but yeah it was so weird because it's this simultaneous love and like abuse towards that relationship so but, yeah that's kind of how I got into it and then over time throughout my time here and then even in the pandemic like I work out at an outdoor gym so like you know, through the pandemic at my at my friend's house and I've learned so much and my boyfriend's a very amazing strength and conditioning coach and has taught me so much and has helped me and, you know, so it's been great. Like, it's been a great, like, journey for myself. Um, but yeah, like, that's kind of how it started. Like, yeah. that's kind of how it all, like, kind of happened and transitioned.
2: I guess. That's so funny that you said about your your dad taking you to the gym. That's actually how I got into the gym. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. That's I didn't- funny. I always thought I was like a little bit sad because I was like, "Like, Dad, can we go to the gym?" <laughs> so I always thought it was oh, just me. Right. Yeah, I no, was no. Like,
1: I, I ended up loving it. I ended up like being obsessed with it. I would like look forward to it. <laughs> like I would love it. So yeah, it was great. Go, dads. <laughs> go, dads. I love. I love when that's how girls like end up working out as their dad. It's so cute. It's so I love special.
2: It. Um. It now, is so special. you started um, weights training, you're building your healthy relationship with it, and you've started gaining a little bit of weight. And I think this is quite normal, um, especially for myself anyway. When I started weights training, I started to build muscle, and you start to consume more foods because you need to output more energy, and you start to put on weight. Um but you said something that I was like, oh bitch, yes. Like I derived with this quote. You you pop some quotes out of here, like I don't know where you get them from. She's freaking wise. Anyway, um Olivia said on one of her posts, if your body is bigger when you're eating enough, then that's the body you're supposed to be in. So if you your body is bigger when you're consuming the right amount of foods then that is the body you should be thriving and surviving and loving. And I think that is so valuable because weight gain can be so scary. It can be so off-putting and can make you feel so insecure when you see some of those bread rolls on yourself and you're like, oh my God, this is the end of the world. How did you deal with gaining weight and managing it from a mental health side of things?
1: Oh my God, this is like the hardest thing. And this continues to be the hardest thing. I think I had a a friend of mine um, and I were talking about this yesterday. She's recently recovering from her eating disorder and started her journey and and has recently gained weight. And we were just talking about it. And it's, it's so interesting because for every person, it never is easy to like see your body change. Whether like for me now, it's, it's two ways, you know, where I'm a naturally pre thin girl, So, if I kind of go through a month of anxiety where I'm kind of just like not eating as much or I'm not paying attention to my food consumption as much, like, and I lose a little bit of weight in like a muscle sense, it makes me really sad because I'm like, I work so hard to like look like I work out and and feel like I have muscle on my body and and when I lose it, I feel like so defeated. And then the other way around too, you know what I mean? Like if I'm feeling like I'm eating a lot more, I'm I'm building a lot more muscle and I'm super uncomfortable. I'll never forget the first time I tried on jeans when I was like going through my recovery process. I was in a Hollister and I literally had a giant meltdown in a Hollister because I was like, Oh my God. Like the fact that I had to go back out and like, get like the, the size up was just like the most traumatic thing at that moment that could possibly happen to me and it's just crazy because like even now like I have no idea what size I am I have no idea like
3: I, I don't know you know what I mean and so to get
1: comfortable in your body is like such a huge
0: a lot can happen in three years like a chatbot bot may be your new best friend
1: super super like it's a very intimate experience with yourself because it's like you have to trust yourself so much that you're doing the right thing and that this is the right body for you because I swear I swear that quote is so true though if you are eating the food that feels adequate to you that fits your lifestyle fits like your friends fits your like home life fits everything in your life That is what you're supposed to do at at that moment in time. You know what I mean? Because that's also going to change. You know what I mean? People go through phases. People go through things in their life where everything changes, and your food's going to go right along with it. You know what I mean? You can't have such a restriction on what you're eating and what you look like because it's going to change. It just is. It's always going to change, especially for women. You know what I mean? It's just always going to fluctuate. So I think that always being gentle with that and being kind to yourself, being like, hey, this is how it is right now but it's not always going to be like this and it's also something that like if you're eating like you know if you're eating a lot of fast food or whatever you can absolutely change that to whole foods and you can absolutely change that to better choices but like only if it feels right to you it only fe- if it feels good to you and it fits your lifestyle it fits who you are but if you love to go to McDonald's on Saturday night with your friends go you know what I mean like it's just like you don't have to live your life for anybody else you don't have to do that for anybody else I think it's just like one of those things where it's so complicated because it's every everybody's so different. You know what I mean? And it's also like hard because I feel like a lot of men. Is I'm gonna tie my ties really quick, or, or I'm gonna I'm gonna blanket statement. That's a lot fine. of men don't understand. You know mean? Mm-hmm. They just don't get it. And I think it's really hard to talk to men in my life about it or my boyfriend. I'm like, oh, I'm just, I'm just struggling right now. And he's like, you look great. Like, <laughs> uh, you that's don't get I'm it. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what I say. But, that because it really is an internal dialogue with yourself that you have to kind of teach yourself. And, you know, I'm still working on it. You know what I mean, I'm only 22. And so my body is kind of growing into like it's older version of itself or like it's more adult version. I'm going to say old because I'm not old, but like, you know, more adult version of yeah. itself. You know what I mean? And so it's definitely weird. Like it's a weird experience. It's, you know, you have to kind of just be like, okay like this is happening and it's fine like nothing's wrong I'm perfectly healthy and I need to be grateful and I think that's really the thing that I try and do for myself is like I'm feeling like oh, oh, oh like why am I feeling this way like I like when you get out of bed and you put your clothes on you're like why do I look like this or start the dialogue starts like the negative talk starts I think I try to kind of bring myself out of that and be like I woke up today I get to move my body today. I get to go to the gym today. Yeah. I'm a very, very lucky person. And like, that is great. I am safe. I am healthy. I can eat food that I choose to eat. Like, that's the blank bottom line. Like, those are amazing things. I also say, to to my girls all the time that I train, because, like, they always ask me about, like, lower belly fat or whatever. Like, they're, like, what do you call them? Their problem areas. And I always say that, you know what? Like, that's, like that's like your fun weight like that's like the weight that you have when you want to go out to dinner with your friends and eat like chips and salsa to you like are fucking sick that's like when you are out to dinner and you have drinks and that's like when you have your fun nights that you'll never forget with your friends like that's like parties like for the holidays that's like summertime like that's like the exciting moments that's what life is So it's always important to have your, like, little five-pound window where, like, sometimes it's up, sometimes it's down. You know what I mean? Like, the holidays are coming around. It's going to be a little more up, and it's fine. And it's, like, maybe you're not as social that month, so it's a little bit down. But it's, like, I've been very, very thin, and anyone who's been extremely shredded, anyone who's been, you know, whatever, will always tell you it is not what it's chopped up to be at all because you're so unhappy. You know what I mean? So for the most part. And it's just, like – it's not a great life you know what I mean it's not a great life I think that you know to have a wonderful life and have an amazing life you know that five pound window is kind of worth it in mm-hmm. my head in yes. my yes. mind you know what I mean
2: I completely agree always absolutely and I think what you said uh, you know your body does so much for you it helps mm-hmm. you I think I think about the really like important things in my life. It helps me hold my little sister's hand and it helps me hug my boyfriend and it helps me, you know, tan in the on the beach and make me feel like, you know, that great feeling. It does all these wonderful things for you. So stop Mm -hmm. treating it like it's a bitch and start treating it like it's your bestest friend in the whole world and that you love it more than anything because it's just so valuable. And going on from that, I think that it's important to note that when you're gaining weight, not every day is going to be a good day and not every day is going to be a bad no, day. not at all. It comes and goes.
1: Yeah, absolutely, because one day you can wake up and be like, I feel like the hottest bitch alive. And then you can wake up the next day and be like, I feel so horrible. Like, you <laughs> mean, it's exactly what you just said. Like, I think it's like looking for those small moments because they always, people always say that life is made up of small moments, you know what I mean? And I think that if you talk to any person who's a parent who talks to anyone who, you know, has a lot of shit going on about I mean parents as an example, you know what I mean? Like, parenting is really hard do you mean parenting is really really fucking hard and like if you don't look back and and be excited and happy about the small moments, the big temper tantrums and the sleepless nights are going to be all that you see. You have to always, always pick out those small moments. And if you don't have kids, even better, you can, you can do it. Like you can have so many things that you were. if you're young and you don't have kids and you've got no worries, like you got so many beautiful moments you can pick out. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, you can go down the long, long list of like your day. You know what I mean? So I think that it's like, and your body was there for all of it. I mean, your body was there to carry you through all of those things. So I think that we all need to think in that mindset to keep us a little bit more on that end versus like the holy shit, my weight is like crazy because like that's where it's going to take you to a better place versus like, you know, being so hard on yourself because also I've been on both. I always live in a place where I can be both. So I totally get that it's really, really easier easier said than done. So I totally get it.
2: Um, I wanted to shift now into mindset. You've spoken a little bit about Mm -hmm. becoming that bad bitch, hot girl, hot girl walks, hot girl hobbies, hot girl Olivia. (laughs) Um, for those who don't know, um, Olivia's actually written a program called Hot Girl Healthy, which I love this so much. Like that is name, name wise, peak, peak name choice. I don't know who came up with that, but I hope you own that for life now. Thank you. Um, But the goal of your programs is to basically empower women to make them have a more accessible, more confident gym experience. And that completely aligns with my mission. So I'm all about this program. Like, y'all should just buy 16 of them. Like, I love them. Anyway, sorry, tangent. I personally used to suffer really bad gym anxiety. So I don't know if you know this, Olivia, I basically started the pod because... I have this fond memory, well, not really fond, I have this really poignant memory that I always go back to, where I drove to a gym, which is actually over the road, and I sat in my cup, and I just kind of sat there, I was like, nope, I'm not going in, I refuse, I cannot do it, I would literally sit there and just be like, I can't go in, like, they're gonna think of me, they're gonna judge me, I just can't, my body, like, I feel so unfit, they're gonna think I'm this, and like, it literally was paralyzing, so... I appreciate when you talk about the hot girl mindset on your Instagram and making the programs. I think they're yeah. so important and I would like to know why you wrote these and what's your point for these programs?
1: So for me, like the hot girl healthy thing was always kind of like just being thrown around in these 6am classes that I was having last summer and we always would be like oh like hot girl healthy like hot girl healthy blah 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 like kind of as a thing because I think that for me when I think of like the hot girl healthy era of myself which started like last summer was like I felt so empowered in my own self of like working out I felt like I was just on top of my game with like in the sense of life like not even just like, feeling like I felt like I looked a certain way. It was just with, you know, I was taking care of myself. I was really, really trying to, like you are saying earlier in the podcast, like, stepping out of myself, trying to become more self-aware. I was reading a lot more. I was, you know, listening a lot more to my friends, not only, like, speaking to them, but listening a lot. I was trying to make different types of friends. I was trying to, you know, just, just kind of develop myself as much as I could and pick out hobbies I can do. Really try to well around myself like well around myself and I felt like that was something I wanted to emulate to other people I was like I want to give this to other people I want everyone to feel the way I'm feeling right now like because I finally feel like I'm taking care of myself and not even just in a physical way but just in every way possible and I wanted everybody in like a 45 minute window to feel that I wanted everyone to feel like I can be Anything I want to be, and I can be anybody I want to – I can do anything I want to do, you know what I mean, from these, like, 45 minutes I took for myself. And I think that for anybody who's having serious gym anxiety, first of all, I think either getting a coach or, if you're able to, getting a coach or, like, following a program or, like, downloading an app or anything like that is – huge I think that having something or someone to lead you in the gym is massive I mean I've had clients that deal with gym anxiety a lot and or just and I think it comes out of a place of like not knowing like you I, mean, I think that if I didn't have a trainer to start I would absolutely not be here today I have no idea if I would be working out discover it because it's just something that I think that you need a leader in some way. You need someone to lead you. And I think that the biggest thing is like, it's this is your time. This is your moment. This is your sanctuary. Like, this is where you get to be you for like 45 minutes or an hour. You get to just be you. You don't need to answer to anybody. You can turn your phone off, turn your watch off. You can take everything off and you can play your favorite music, whatever it is. And you can move your body in any way that you want to move it. You you can go to a class, you can go to the gym, you can sit in the stand in the corner with one kettlebell and and do your gym routine or do your, your gym workout, or you can take up so much space. And I would say I would encourage over time to take up space. I think that that's a huge thing because it teaches you that you deserve to be there, that you deserve to be there, you pay the same rate as anybody else, you deserve take up the space Don't let anybody tell you and that's the same thing with like people come up and take your weights or whatever don't have that proper gym etiquette absolutely not like you pay that same money Mm -hmm. don't let anybody bully you at the gym or bully you out of that happens a lot with like the dynamic between men and women in the gym in the gym don't let anybody bully you at the gym like that don't let anybody do that to you because you deserve to be there you know i mean i think that's one of the biggest things i think that for women it's really hard Because I think the gym feels like a very masculine place. It feels like this overbearing and scary place. But you know what? You have a spot there. Absolutely. You have a a sacred, beautiful, glowing spot there. And it is yours. And it is your 45 minutes an hour. Take it. It's absolutely your own. So absolutely.
2: I love that. I love that you just said the word glowing. That was literally the word when you started chatting about the mindset of um, being a healthy, sorry, a hot girl healthy glowing okay. and radiant and those are all the words yeah, that come yeah. to my mind is you're just feeling so yes. whole as yourself. Yeah. And I think that's so valuable. So when you're when you're writing these programs what what how how is the outline of these programs? So what what do you get from the programs?
1: It's so funny because so I started writing just a bunch of workouts. So the first program that I have for Pro Healthy part one is just like a full body like like i think it's a 6 week it's a 6 week program so and it's five workouts per week so it's 6 weeks and it's five workouts a week it's full body every single day and you can you can do it like without barbells and all of that and there are like specific like like pieces of equipment that you need to do the full program but then if you have to do it at home or you want to do it in your garage or wherever you want to do it there is a like limited list like what you like can do it basically just with xyz and there's a full like workout glossary and there's a full exercise glossary so if you are confused on exercise there's a huge list of all of them that you can just google really quick watch like a five second youtube video and then continue on with the workout But I basically started writing them because I wanted to convey all of those things and also, like, share what I've been training with my clients with for years. And, you know, I used to train at a celebrity gym. Like, these are all workouts I would give pretty much anybody. And I just love programming. It's a huge passion of mine. And, yeah, so then I had my friend who's a graphic designer help me, like, make all of the stuff for um, the ebook itself. And then one of my clients is a photographer. So we started taking photos for it. And it just ended up turning out really, really awesome. And it was really fun. And I, like, loved the reception or the way that people received it. And it was great. So then we made a second one that was more a like workout split so if you're more like interested in the gym and you know you need a full working gym to do this one but it is super fun to like there's a full workout split it's like five day split you have like a push day a full day to see you guys really through so like if you're you know someone who like watches gym talk or fit talk or whatever and you have no idea how they start and how they do that like this is how you would start in my opinion you know what i mean like I think that if you're really trying to get into the gym and trying to learn, I think this is a great one to use. I mean, it's laid out the same. It's like six weeks. It's like five workouts a week, and then you get a couple bonus workouts. I think it's like five extra full body workouts, and then the full bodies for me can just be like a sweaty AMRAP hit, whatever. Yeah. It be mean, just like kind of a kind of a, like a wild card workout during out during the week, so it doesn't feel like you're just lifting all the time, which is really nice. So. So those are kind of both like the dynamics between the both of the the programs, and that's kind of like how I created them. So it was like a team effort with a bunch of friends of mine, which is super cool. But yeah, it was awesome. It was it's such a great experience for sure.
2: It sounds like the ultimate tool that any girl could yeah. just take and use. So I would Absolutely. yeah, I'm definitely going to be checking those out. That sounds wicked. Oh,
1: and they're like. I didn't say this but they're
2: like seven dollars each of them are like seven bucks um, oh. oh my god no they're they're so cheap so it's great and so anybody
1: can purchase that which is like why i wanted to make that, so anybody could use it
2: that is so cool oh my gosh i didn't even know that that's actually crazy that's yeah so good yeah. oh my god i love that's actually genuinely so accessible okay yeah. now you shared a little bit about your journey to becoming a fitness trainer in la you just mentioned that you worked um a little bit with celebrities and that sort of thing That takes some real steel balls, let's be real. That that takes some real guts and I want to know how the hell did you get into that mindset? Like I would basically call that mindset the I don't give an S because you just Mm -hmm. backed yourself. How did you even come about to just go, Yep, I can be a celebrity trainer? Yeah, look at me. Like I don't I think it's one of those things
1: like I was saying earlier to kind of tie it back in where like once you Go through a really dark time, you're like, I can do anything. Mm-hmm. Like, that's kind of the mindset I had. I was like, I have gone through the worst. I mean, obviously, it was the worst at that time. I was like 17 living at home. Like, that's not the worst thing i ever <laughs> gone through. But like, you know mean? But like, at the time, it was like the worst thing I could ever have gone through. And so I was like, I can do absolutely anything I want. And I remember, so I took a gap year in between high school and college. And I was like, I want to be me for a year. Like, I don't want to be anything except myself. Like, I want to do everything I want to do. And so I was kind of like using that time to be like exactly that. Like, I don't give a fuck myself at all. Like, I was like auditioning for Disney. I was working at a restaurant. I was trying, trying to go to school. I was like getting another certification. Like, I was trying to do everything. You know what I mean? And I mean, I, I felt so good about myself. I think that I took the time to heal my relationship with food, but also heal myself and the wounded parts of myself that were really dark and really sad from like that experience of an eating disorder and begin to piece together parts of like who I actually am. And also, I was like 18, 19 years old. You know what I mean? So I had no risk. I wasn't in college, I wasn't in debt. And so I knew, and I knew that I was like, I am in a very unique position. And so when the offer got like fell in my lap, essentially to move here and and start training at this gym, I was like, okay, well, if I don't take this, like if I don't like make this happen, and you guys can go to the effort podcast to like learn how that happened. But like it literally, if I don't make this happen, like I, what am I going to do? Like, this is, this is it. Like, this is my opportunity. So I was like, I will never be in this position again, where I'm almost using my naivete and my, you know, my my young energy, my like sprightly, like bushy tailed like like bright eyed energy to its advantage. Like I I, I don't know what it's for. Do you mean like so that that's like kind of my fucking mentality was like I exact same thing we were saying before it, even earlier. Like I was extremely self aware. I knew. What who I was and what I had to offer at that moment, and it was like my young, like essence and my innocent essence, and I was like I, I, I like I wouldn't do this in five years. You know what I mean like because again, when you get older, there's more factors. You're like, well, what about this? What about that? It's like I didn't have anything like that, so I was like, oh, I just have to, to to do this before I can even think about it too hard. You know what I mean? And so that's kind of how I did it. But I still think that even at some point to some degree, like, you should always kind of be like that, you know what I mean, because I think that that's, like, how the best moments kind of happen, and, like, for me, that's how it's always been, like, I just kind of have always been a, eh, what's the worst thing that can happen personally <laughs> person, like, I was kind of, like, kind of like that person anyway, so, you know, I'm like, I mean, the worst thing that could happen at that moment, I was like, I'll just move home, so, yeah. I mean, there's there's not that much, not that much of a catch at this juncture, at this so... Yeah, exactly. So that's kind of how it all kind of came around, I guess.
2: If that makes any sense. That no, that makes so much sense. That's so wicked, and I think people forget it's like the child mindset, isn't it? Where children just kind of they just run and they jump, and then if they fall, then they'll just get back up again because you know, right. stay lovey. What's the end of the world? And I think mm-hmm. that in everything we do, whether you want to be a fucking celebrity trainer or you want to go work at your local subway, and you're too nervous to go for the <laughs> job, like you've just kind of got a fall, and you've kind of got to let yourself be caught and catch yourself because it will all mm-hmm. work out in the end. And I love, yeah, that child mindset is so wicked yeah. and so powerful, especially I know, I don't know if girls are wanting to start like social media content or whatever it is. Totally. Just, I totally. don't give a fuck. Honestly, I literally say that in the gym when I'm filming in myself, I'll put my camera down and I'll be like, Oh, I, know. I don't give a fuck. I'm, I I'm give a so, fuck. yeah, exactly. Or like
1: I'm doing this. Like, I don't care what anyone says, like, I'm doing this, and, like, and, and I, I, like, just take up, again, like I said, take up space, be obnoxious, who cares, like, truly, if anyone comes up to you and says anything, like, it always is the same, you know, they'll come up to you and be like, what are you doing, or, oh, like, and then you just say, oh, it's, it's for work, girl. Oh, it's for my stuff, and they go, oh, and, like, then they get, like, because I think also I love, I love Brene Brown, if anyone, do you know, if you know who Brene Brown is, I- like, she's an OG gal, Okay. okay? She's she drops talk about dropping some like quotes. This woman, ugh, I love her. Okay. Her TED Talk pot or her pot or her podcast on TED Talk is amazing. But then also her Netflix special. Everybody needs to go and watch her Netflix special. It's the best thing I've ever watched in my life. But she always says, like, I have this quote like tattooed on my arm, but there's a Teddy Roosevelt quote. Um that he gives in a speech from 1910 called The Man in the Arena. And it's my favorite, favorite thing ever. I have it, like, hanging in my apartment. But it's also so true to say, like, you're the man fighting in the arena. You're the person who is putting those blood, sweat, and tears. You're the person who took the risk. You know what I mean? There will always be people that bought seats to, to watch you and will throw shit at you. There will always be people who will do that. So you can't ever pay attention because they never, ever, ever once took the risk to be where you are. I mean, they'll sit there and watch you and they will yell at you and say things to you and make you feel, trying to make you feel bad, but they are never going to be you. And I think that's always something that you have to keep in the back of your mind too is that you are taking the risk. You are risking your chance to fail or to fall, right? And so you kind of have to keep that mindset like this is this is why I'm here this is what I'm supposed to do with my life like if I don't do this like you know well then what's what's life worth living you know what I mean so I think mean, that's also kind of the whole emphasis I love to make on all of this stuff too you know what I mean
2: yeah absolutely I'm definitely gonna go check her out once once we finish yeah
1: check her out if anyone's <laughs> not seen her stuff I'm like her biggest
2: fan <laughs> <laughs> she's not getting paid to say this guy she's literally in love with me no her. I, I'm genuinely biggest fan <laughs> in the whole world uh, <laughs> well then I don't even need to ask my next question was um about somebody or podcast or book that you read but we've already got it yeah there we go yeah
1: she's a great one I mean I'm, I'm a huge like entrepreneurial gal I love like a good entrepreneurial podcast Skinny Confidential has been my mm. go-to lately they're amazing like I just think they're so awesome I oh, I love them yeah. um uh, I can I think of anybody else? But yeah, Brene Brown is amazing. I love all of her books. I also think that just in general, like reading in general is great. I think that diving into like books, I have recently dived into a lot of fiction books. I have fallen victim to um, the Colleen Hoover books. I love them. <laughs> I love them. Are they good? But I also just, they're so
2: good. Okay, because so, I haven't I, pulled I the hate trigger. To say it. <laughs>
1: I I hate to say it, but I love them so much. But I also love like I can't. I think her name's Taylor Jenkins Reid, but she writes like Daisy Jones and the Six, Evelyn Hugo, like all of those books, Malibu Rising. I started reading those last summer. Literally amazing. I mean those books just they make you feel like you're in another world and those books also really like i love to be swept away so like that, those those are really really good books too another great book out uh, my last book recommendation i'm a big reader so <laughs> last book recommendation is um green lights by matthew mcconaughey actually okay and that book is awesome so good um I just think everybody should read that book. It's a great one. So okay. 10 out of 10 out of 10 for all of us. All of us. <laughs> if you're reading any of those or doing anything like that, you're on the right path. Like do it.
2: There you go. You had it here.
1: <laughs> um, exactly.
2: Olivia, I want to thank you for today's pod and I kind of want to end oh it. Oh my with... God. <laughs> it's the end. <laughs> I'm
1: so happy. This was great. This was so awesome. I'm so happy I've done that. Of course.
2: And I kind of want to know what is next for you? Is there anything that you're, able to kind of hint on or are you just doing you at the moment like what's going on
1: absolutely I mean I think the, the next thing for me is I am planning on working with a platform for an app to get on an app for a healthy hot girl like workout program a monthly program so it'll be turning over every single month and it'll be really really affordable for everybody um but there'll be workouts you can have basically every single day out of the month um and that is the next kind of thing i'm about to tackle and then obviously training and like all of my normal stuff but like that's my biggest thing next that i'm going to be tackling for sure
2: That's so exciting. Oh my God. Go you, sis. That is so cool. What the fuck? Yeah. We love a hot girl move. Like, seriously, like. We do. I love, like, the boss girl energy. Oh, so fucking sick. Well, look, I think today's pod was so valuable and actually really special because I, yeah, again, just your authenticity and the way that you're able to articulate your struggles in a such a way that feels so relatable, but also giving advice that's so practical, I think is just yeah, it's so special. So thank you so much. I always like Thank to end you. Of course, girl. Like honestly, if you're ever in Australia, <laughs> like you know where I am. Um, girl, I will hit you
1: up. I was telling you, I was telling her before the podcast started, like Australia is like my dream destination to live. I have always wanted to live there since the Sarah's Day years. Like that's like I am I am an Australia fan, Sam
2: forever. <laughs> I am. Um, I like to end the pods knowing what you're grateful for, what your highlight is, what you're excited about about the past week so I'll give you mine I'm this is I just thought about off the top of my head I'm actually really grateful for social media and I know it's a toxic environment sometimes but the fact that I'm able to do something like this with yourself and to project to so many women and hopefully make even just one woman feel like they're not alone is so powerful so I'm actually really really grateful for that Me
1: too. That's such a good one. Wow. That's such a good one. I totally agree. I think that is like a great, an, an amazing thing that's come out of social media for me, hands down, like has been, I was so scared to share this journey, like my journey for so long. And I think it's truly the best thing I've ever done. I mean like the best thing I could have ever done for myself and hopefully other people as well. But I think the, ah, like the best thing of the, of the week, so I have recently, so my boyfriend went surfing with me this morning, and truly sharing, this is his first time, you guys, like, this is his first time going surfing, so it was, like, and I've been surfing for, like, a year and a half now, so, like, you know, I I love it, it's, like, it's my hobby, it's a how girl hobby, I love it. She's a so. Ever. I wish, but <laughs> I am not, but, like, I literally, it is, like, my hobby, like, when I sit down and I'm, like relaxing home like what I? I gotta find like a syrup doc. Like that's like that's who I am now. And so it's so nice to be able to have these like just hobbies that you can be bad at and things that you can just enjoy. And to be able to include somebody that I care a lot about in that hobby was so special to me today. And I just think that, you know, if you're if you're feeling like in a rut, find a hobby. Mm-hmm. And then also like Bring somebody who you love and share that hobby with them. It's like the best feeling ever. I swear to God, it's like euphoric. It's the best. I love it. So yeah, even if your hobby's like chess, like teach them to play chess <laughs> and then play them. You know what I mean? Like do it. Why not?
2: And that ends the podcast. Go play chess. There we go. No, I'm kidding. Go play kid- chess. gambit. <laughs> go play chess. Exactly. She's like this bitch. I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> no, guys. Like, thank trying you. To get to play chess now? <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. And please go hit up Olivia on every social media platform. They'll all be linked down below. Yeah, thank you, girl. This has been amazing.
1: Thank you. It's been so great.
2: And that, my friends, was the podcast with Olivia Polling. Yo, how good was she? Like, I didn't stutter. I didn't lie. Like, she was so amazing and I just feel so privileged to chat to people like Olivia who are so real and authentic and I hope that it helped in some sort of way. As always, hit me up if you guys ever want me to chat about anything in particular or if you follow somebody online who you really, really want me to chat to. Have a wonderful week and please make sure to do something for yourself. You deserve it. Okay, bye!